Hey there, McSauce casters. It's Matt from the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Now, as many of you guys know, we here at the McSauce Comic Book Podcast are a pretty nostalgic bunch. We have really fond memories of our childhoods, uh, especially when it comes to the toys that we used to play with when we were growing up. Well, the sad reality is that there are some kids out there that actually don't have the opportunity to make those kind of lasting memories. And we don't want that to happen. We want uh, every kid this holiday season to to have a toy that they cherish and can have memories that they can have for years and years to come. And well, that's where you come in. We need your help. What we're doing is we're looking for donations for this year's McSauce Comic Book Podcast Toys for Tots Charity Drive. This is the fourth annual charity drive. What we like to do is get as much money as our faithful listeners are willing to donate, and we go on a shopping spree to Toys R Us, and we buy every toy that we can that is related to the things that we talk about here on McSauce. Comic books, superheroes, Star Wars, activities, coloring books, puzzles. Uh, We try to stretch the dollar as far as we can. And we load up a cart, and then we donate it to Toys for Tots. But this year, there's actually a little wrinkle that we're adding. If you donate $50 or more, you are eligible to request either myself, Paul, or Ian, or any combination of the three of us to do a commission especially for you. So it's really easy to donate. All you have to do is go to mcsauce.com. Right at the top of the page, you will see the donate button. Click the donate button, select your dollar amount, and hit donate. We are really hoping that you will feel really charitable this year because we actually set a pretty lofty goal. We're hoping to raise $1,000 this year. So um, if you can spare anything, that would be incredibly appreciated. And keep in mind, the cutoff is Friday, December 9th. So please don't hesitate to donate. And we'll let you know what we end up getting. So thank you and Merry Christmas. Welcome to episode 174 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt the Cowboy Casal. Hello. I thought that I was mainstream Matt. Mainstream Matt, yes. Mainstream we decided Matt that we're going alliteration. Right. With, was uh, I here for this? You are. You're sitting right there. Yeah, I'm tonight. It tonight. was tonight. It was probably ten minutes ago. Yeah, is that fair? Allow me tonight. Oh, I'm this is when you said Matt, idiot Ian, idiot Ian, and precious Paul. I don't know what it. Perfect what, Paul. You said polite Paul. Polite Paul. What, what like do you think? Precious. Precious Paul. Okay, precious Paul. Polite kind of is like he could never be polite. <laughs> <laughs> could he be precious? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am precious, precious. motherfucker. Uh, yeah. 
Case in point. Uh, Paul, why are we here tonight? Does that mean that all these things, mainstream, Matt, you're clearly not mainstream. Paul, you're clearly not polite. And Ian, I'm not an idiot, right? Mm. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Let's not get crazy. Why don't we stick with uh, Matt the Cowboy Cassell? It is Monday night, November 28th, and tonight we're really going to break down the inner workings of the supernatural nature of Santa Claus. Ooh, of of Christmas. Not just Santa yeah, Claus, yeah, but like of, of Christmas, Christmas and the, the things, the, the tales of, of, of what happens during the holiday season. You mean like the birth of Christ? Uh, myth. Maybe that too. The myth. The mythos oh, of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into all this wacky shit tonight. It's gonna be great. I'm ready to have a lot of fun. But first, we keep house with Ian Sharpley. McSauce.com, you all know the website. Go there for web comics and beautiful comic book reviews. Paul puts in the hard work and he scours the comic book shop. He goes there in person and lays down his hard-earned money to buy comic books and review them for all of you lovely people. So I feel a lot better about doing the reviews the last couple weeks because I've I've thrown off the shackles of the rankings format and now I'm just fucking writing and it feels good because if the rankings format that you laid upon yourself. Right. Well, I mean, we all need to, we all need to have, you know, parameters for ourselves, for what we want to accomplish, goals we need to meet, but it feels good now just letting loose. If I want to talk about revolution and how crappy revolution is and like, I don't give a fuck about the Micronauts, then I can just let loose. I can just expand. It feels good. Thank God that you freed yourself, that you that you fought that revolution against the tyranny of your own personal fucking rules that never made sense. Well, I like way. I like writing. Right. I like writing about comics and right. I, I wanna be able to keep doing it, but it needs to continue to be entertaining for myself. Right. As well as readers. And if I'm not enjoying it, the readers aren't gonna enjoy it. Right. But now I'm, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it again. I'm glad that you defeated your own tyranny. That's what I'm saying. I love that you're being so condescending about about this tyranny because I like to produce. I want to produce some kind of content because I have to in sit this here, arena because I have to listen to you not only on Monday nights but when we talk and you're like, oh my god, it's such a pain in the ass. I have to do all this and I and I'm like, well, no, you don't. You put these own restrictions. You you paint yourself into a corner and you make guidelines and restrictions for yourself because you're an anal motherfucker like you don't have to do any of that stuff you can just do whatever you can write and be free like you are now see how happy you are but you were the one who made the restrictions yeah because I want to I want to do that and I want to get those out in some capacity I don't want to just stop doing it all together because well, I'm done right but you can just I don't want to just quit you can just write however you want. I don't want to just want. be a quitter. You can just write it however you want. And since it's something that you enjoy, you can go ahead and do that. And that's what I'm and doing. now you have now the freedom. You've granted yourself it's enjoyable. the freedom to do it. It's enjoyable again. Because if we're not putting, if we're not putting, if we're not policing ourselves, who's doing it? Nobody. Nobody. Right. So go to mixsauce.com and see the flowery reviews that Paul is now 
broken the chains I don't and think let himself flowery. out <laughs> to, to have fun and write reviews. I'm glad that you do it. I'm glad that you let the people know what you're reading and the things that you like. So, McSauce.com. Check it out for all of those lovely things. Podcast, too. There's a podcast there. And um, now I'm going to throw it over to our uh, our charitable Matt Casal to do a little bit on uh, some of the stuff that we work on through the holidays. Yeah, because I'm the only charitable one. We all contribute to the McSauce comic You're book the only podcast. The McSauce comic. That's not right. I like the it. Mi- the McSauce comic book podcast. You know what? I need one of those fucking clicker counter things to like click how many times I get interrupted a show. It is obscene how often it happens. Go ahead, Paul. I know you're about to. You took a breath to interrupt just now. I took a breath to laugh, to, to get in another guffaw. <laughs> a guffaw. Um, uh, <laughs> interruptions by laughter, as I like to call it. Anyway. Sounds like perfume. <laughs> it does. Um, so anyway, like we- Jared Leto is fucking some chick naked in a bed and just staring off into the distance. Interruptions by laughter. So we here, us three at the McSauce Comic Book Podcast, are uh, we're, we're very charitable because we like to give back, uh, and we do that via the McSauce Comic Book Podcast, Toys for Tots. Uh, charity drive and we have been collecting uh, donations from you generous listeners for our holiday holiday charity that we do every year this is the fourth annual and what we like to do is get your hard-earned dollars uh, that you so graciously give to us so that way we can go buy toys with it we buy action figures um, coloring books puzzles activities things like that and we basically stretch the dollar as far as we can, load it up into a cart, and donate it to uh, Toys for Tots. Um, so what what we do is we ask you to go to the mcsauce.com page or our Facebook page where you can donate. Uh, you can donate any amount, uh, as little as a penny, I believe. But uh, the real incentive is if you donate at least $50 this year, we are... Um, we, when I say we, I mean Paul, Ian, and myself are all uh, open to doing a commission illustration of your choice um, with a $50 donation or more. Um, so, uh, donate, drop us a line, let us know what you would like us to uh, draw for you this this holiday, and, uh, and it'll be yours. Now, the cutoff is uh, December 9th. That's a Friday. Um... We uh, we may even extend that deadline to uh, December 10th really early in the morning. So if you get up at like 6 a.m. on Saturday morning, the 10th, go ahead and donate because we'll still accept those. Um, the reason for the cutoff is because our actual shopping spree is going to be on that Saturday morning, the 10th. Um, I believe Toys for Tots uh, drop-off cutoff is like the 15th or something and that's the last saturday beforehand so unfortunately that's what it has to be we're always cutting it real close yeah i know last year we had to i had to find a alternate place to drop off because the toys r us that we generally go shopping at 
their Toys for Tots cutoff was before we did our shopping spree. There are always some places that are around that are available to the last minute, but... Um, this year, we're going to try to be a little bit more organized and do it a little earlier. So right. your donations a little bit earlier uh, really would help. So far, we've already raised $460. So oh, thank amazing. you very much. Thank you. Um, we're we're almost halfway to mm-hmm. our goal of $1,000. So we really, from the bottom of my heart and Matt and Paul's black fucking charred heart, Thank you so much. I feel much. like there's some tar at the bottom of that heart too. Just like some it's just bubbly. Like it's hot though. It's like But yet still kind of hollow. Yeah, yeah. Like if, just if kind possible. of like charcoal on the outside, a little bit of like gooey tar on the inside, but just like a coating on you the bottom. Goo gone to get it off your finger. When it beats like plumes of like black smoke come out of it. It's nasty. But it still thanks you. It does. It, it does. thanks you yeah, for your it donations. Does. Thank you very much. So. so anyway, uh, yeah, so remember, uh, McSauce.com or our Facebook page are the two ways to donate, so please and thank you. So tonight we're going to get into the mythology of Christmas mythology. It almost sounds like you want to say Christmas. 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 Mythology. But so anyway. well, <laughs> Christmas is a magical time. There are a lot of magical elements, supernatural elements, as you put it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Santa's supernaturality. That's what we're that's what we're gonna get into, get into tonight. Because there's so we you know, we were we we're talking about you know what what we were gonna talk about tonight, and like I was thinking, well, why don't we talk about like our our favorite like magical. Thing. You're like, how can I make about, this a Halloween the episode? <laughs> well, how can we extend Mixostober? It has nothing to do with Halloween. I mean, we're not talking... I mean, I guess... I suppose all of this stuff can be scary. Yeah, but the way like, that you worded flying it... Flying deer. Supernatural. Like, I mean, it's a magical time, right? Anything, yeah, but, so I mean, but supernatural is isn't necessarily like ghosts and demons. Supernatural is... Like, I understand that. But there, you know, there's a connotation that has to do like with scary shit. I mean, that's just that's yeah. But that, I, honestly, that's not the way. That's not the way I'm using it. I'm using it by definition of what supernatural is, and you know, like Santa Claus being able to distort his shape to fit down chimneys. Nobody refers to super, Santa Claus as supernatural. supernatural, though. Nobody. He well, is. We, well, but we'll he is tonight for tonight and one night only. Santa Claus is a supernatural being with not magical a a, a, a variety of of powers and abilities that do, he uses. Do, do you want to focus on magical Matt? Magical Matt. Uh, well, uh, polite Paul. Do we um, want to like you know? Do you want to focus on him as being more of a Harry Potter character? No. Is it just because Are you gonna sneeze? There's one brewing. I don't. I don't know what it is about your basement. But I don't know if you're gonna off. sneeze or if you were just gonna. If you were just touching your mustache. I thought he was smelling his finger. No, I was. What's going on? No, I. I picked out a wedgie earlier. I uh, wanted to see. Just I'm how good. I'm good. Strong. It the was old, the old stink finger. Yeah. So you're taking umbrage at supernatural for Santa Claus. 
I'm just saying it, he's never referred to like the holidays, Christmas, the magic of Christmas is never referred to as the supernatural element of the well, holidays. I don't think I don't think magic, magical and supernatural are like exclusively like opposites of one another. No, or tied together. I mean, they're I different things. Are <laughs> the context that you're using supernatural is interchangeable with the magical nature of Christmas. I don't think it is. I think magical is purely, purely, like, fictional. Purely mythical. Oh, okay. And and what what supernatural <laughs> elements... Where the hell are you going What with? supernatural elements of Christmas are are uh, solidly grounded no, 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 no. in the real no, world, you're right. then? You're, you're right about that, but I'm not... I don't mean... I'm just talking about the words. Right now, like supernatural is grounded uh, in McSauce semantics. The supernatural is grounded in reality. That's why it's the supernatural. But magical is just nonsense. You you get what I'm saying? I do, but you're framing Santa Claus as spoiler alert, a real being existing in the natural world. Well, yeah, because that's what his powers would be. I mean, if we're if we're looking at this tonight, like Santa Claus, because that's how we started breaking it down before we started recording. That this is what Santa Claus would have to be and do to be able to get the shit done. I like that we can't even actually make it to what we were talking about because we have to I'm, argue about I'm magic sorry. versus supernatural. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. I think they're fucking interchangeable. I do. I don't. I don't think there's any distinction. Let's skip between ahead the two. to the meat of this. The, the semantics. So what? you'd call a demon magical, just like you would call Santa Claus supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Matt. What's your favorite magical part of Christmas? Uh, probably the more supernatural parts. Probably the more like fucking Christmas demons. Probably the more demonic elements <laughs> of the holiday. The Christmas demons. Now is are, that's like is, is that what elves are? Are they no, small? That, come on, Krampus. Demons? Krampus is the is the Christmas demon. He would be somebody that's supernatural. What are Krampus's powers? Like what? I didn't watch that I don't movie. Know. I so. didn't watch the movie either. Paul, did you see the movie Krampus? No. Uh... Well, well, I mean, Krampus is just the, the the dark Santa Claus. He doesn't give gifts. He just he steals kids. Right, but he's he a demon. Steals bad kids. Is he a demon? Is he real? Is that what his what he's all about? He, I mean, he looks like the devil. I don't. Well, know he the looks like it, but I mean, mythology. What, what, if he doesn't look like the devil, what is he? He's I not don't a know. demon. I mean, he's a sprite. Pennywise looks like a clown, but what is he? Oh, he's like he's a, a alien he's like spider, a, right? He's like a fifth dimensional being. Yeah, very magical. Not even right? a spider. That's just another. He's a, he's a magical fifth dimensional being. I mean, Santa Claus looks like a grandfather. Very, very magical. So, like, uh, what were we talking about? Um, so what? What's well, my Kramp, favorite? Krampus. Oh, we're, okay. We were talking about Krampus. So, so. Krampus. Yeah, Krampus what does, is the is the Christmas demon. Matt, you're our Krampus. You're a resident Krampus expert. Well, I'm really not. Look, first of all, I um I found out who Krampus was like 15 years ago. Whenever I was trying to come up with um villains for my for my character, my comic book that I was working on years ago, and I was trying to come up with like really silly characters, and I came across. 
Krampus. And I was like, that's the funniest sounding name. Uh, and then I learned about it and he's like this Christmas demon and he steals children. I thought he was hilarious. And then, then you started seeing that's, more and that's more hilarious stealing children at Christmas time. It just, it's, it came off comedy. to me. It came off to me as really kind of like silly, but it, I feel like in the last 15 years, it has really started to latch on a little bit more with like mainstream, you know, obviously the movie last year. And uh, like you'll even, if you go to like these kind of hipster specialty card stores around the holidays, you'll see like a Krampus card or like a, a, a greeting card. Yeah. Like a greeting card, like a, like a, like a Christmas greeting card. Yeah. They do have, um, I guess he's a uh, someone from Bavarian origin, and they do have old school greeting cards from the early 1900s of Krampus cramming children into his bag to take home with him. I mean, I don't see how he could ever have been funny. Every single iteration of Krampus is pretty fucking horrifying. So, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, he, just, he is he is like the reverse Santa Claus punishing kids. But I've kind of felt like, I mean, first like of Santa all, Claus like punished children by giving you like it's a slight pun. It's Santa Claus insulted you. He if you were bad, he gave you coal and sticks instead of presents and candy. Right. He gave you sticks. Yeah, don't you get sticks, too? I don't know. You know what my mom said mm. that she got when she was little, like when she was bad in her stocking? Uh, she got raw onions. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. That's not very good at all. I guess and my mom happened? wasn't... Yeah, yeah. I guess she wasn't well be. I think she got presents, but not in her stocking. Onions. That's a new one. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, too. That's Santa Claus freestyling right there. It was there. funny. She told me that when she was younger, her family didn't have a lot of money, so like the presents would come secondhand. And she uh, she told me when she was little, she got a tricycle. And uh, it was used and beat up and everything. But uh, her dad was like, oh, it must have got banged up when he brought it down the chimney. And she <laughs> bought it. That's good, though. You know, Santa Claus, he uh, he finds his gifts where he can find them. Well, he does, yeah. And sometimes they can get damaged in transit. They can. Now, uh, thinking about Santa Claus and his workshop and his workers, the elves. So, so do you do we think that the elves have um, kind of evolved with the times and gotten you know like he goes and recruits like Silicon Valley elves so that he can have PlayStation fours available, PlayStation VR for the children, or do you think that he just sends people out to buy them? At the store, or does he have a deal with Sony, like a direct you know, buying deal? I, I think when I was a youngster, I used to believe that the elves made, like even the electronics, the silicon chips. Because uh, I remember when I saw the movie uh, Santa, or yeah, Santa, Santa Claus, Claus uh, Dudley Moore's Santa Claus, not the Santa Claus, not the Santa Claus, but no. Santa, Santa Claus, Claus, the movie, right, the good one. John Lithgow and Dudley Moore's Santa Claus. Uh, all the toys were like bullshit. They were like these wooden, like handmade toys that no self-respecting kid would ever want to play with, right? Right. There was no Optimus Prime. No there Optimus no- Prime. No name brand stuff. It was just like a wooden horse in the 20th century. I was going to say the 21st century, but I'm jumping the gun a little bit. In the 20th century, no kid wanted to play with that. So... In my mind, that movie was, it was 
bogus. You know, I remember, though, when that movie came out, I still believed in Santa Claus. And there was a moment in the movie when, like, the head elf, who, if I'm not mistaken, was not an elf. He was, like, just an old man. And he says, come forward. And Santa Claus comes forward. And and he's like, okay, you're about to go on your first Christmas Deliver the, ch- the presents to the children. And Santa Claus goes, well, how am I going to do all this in one night? Because even as a kid, I was like, how does he really do that? All in one night. How does he do that? Right. And then old man, Santa, elf guy, whatever he was. I need to rewatch this movie. But he goes. He, the, the, the Lord of the Elves. The Lord of the Elves. He said, Paul, he said, time will travel with you. God, it's so supernatural, isn't it? When you think about it. So what 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 does that what do you, what does that mean? Like does Santa well, Claus? There there are so many was, ways to think about how Santa Claus delivers his right. presents. So right? when I was a kid, it suddenly made sense. I was well. First of all, I was like, okay, those toys are nonsense. The ones that the elves are making, they don't make that. They make Sega. Well, no. By the time Sega Genesis came out, I didn't believe. But like, they make Nintendo Entertainment Systems. Um, but. I totally buy that shit where time travels with Santa when he goes and does his thing. Now it makes sense. That's how he's able to do it. I bought that. I just didn't buy the wooden toys aspect of it. Well, because no one plays with wooden toys anymore. No one wants that shit. Right, and also no one actually delivers toys to every child on Earth either. So, like, I obviously... But, I was a little bit but discriminating. If he, but if he did, he would deliver the toys that they want which are not wooden toys. They are the Sega Dreamcast. I like how we're jumping all over the the place. The Sega Dreamcast was when I was like 20, okay? Like, we're talking Nintendo Entertainment System, six years old. Yeah, but it's it's some... Whatever year you were 20 in, children wanted the Sega Dreamcast brought by Santa. Okay, okay. Made by I'm sorry, I didn't know that we were talking about... Six-year-olds in 1999, but that's cool. We can do that. We're talking about the, the timeless nature that is Santa Claus. After all, time travels with him. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It's so. What does that mean? At some to point, you, though, Matt. Uh, what What does what mean to me? Time travels with Santa Claus. Well, what it meant to me at the time was that that is a completely plausible explanation as to how Santa Claus is able to pull off such a, a magical feat. Like, I, even as a kid, I couldn't wrap my brain around how he actually did that. And it also didn't make sense. He came through my chimney, but we didn't have, like, one of those chimneys, like, on the side of your house. We had one more in the middle. Like, we actually had a fireplace and everything, and it went up, and there was, like, a a flue that went up to the top of the house and everything, but it wasn't a traditional chimney. It was like ductwork. And it didn't make, even as a kid, I was like, and I would see the ductwork in the laundry. I was like, how does he fit through there? It's pretty narrow. Size manipulation. That's true. That's another supernatural element of the Jolly Red Man. Paul, do you think that he shrinks himself down? Does he... Like, I, does he become sort of like intangible, like Kitty Pride? No, I like to think of Santa Claus as Mr. Fantastic. So he, he becomes fluid Ooh. and sort of like slinkies his, like, gelatins his way down. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. And he, he gets in, he gets in from some hole on the top of the house, 
no. pops out in the bottom of the house. The bag goes with him. No. See, I don't I don't think it happens like that. How do you think it happens? I think it's more God, I hate it. Magical. Think like pixie dust and you know, like uh You think he just appears. More or less, yeah. Like he'll actually like I don't I don't see him turning into fucking Reed Richards and kind of like slinking his way through whatever shape like he's not like you know liquid and takes the shape of the container he just magically transports yeah I feel like he's like well it's sticking with the Reed Richards he could be like you know T-1000 where he's like <laughs> <laughs> into liquid liquid red liquid liquid gingerbread and just kind of like slings down or he could be like the Adam and he turns into like mini baby Santa Claus with all the presents and then and, and, and if you look at the belt if you, you then have he to adjusts look, his white dwarf star belt you have to look real close nobody does that nobody does that they look they don't look at the belt and he just clicks the belt and he's and he whatever size because and that supports Matt's theory of him just showing up but he doesn't just show up he has to he's already been through. there he was just atomic Right, yeah, right. I, I don't feel like he just <clears throat> disappears or magic. He's not he's not Nightcrawler, people. That's what Krampus He doesn't does. bam. Krampus In and out of your living room. In the brimstone. You can smell the brimstone See, when you're bad. I don't think Krampus, Krampus bamps. Do you I think, think Krampus I think, smashes your windows in and steals your children? Yeah, I yes. think Krampus is a very he, violent yeah, Kramp- abduction. Krampus is breaking and entering. Santa Claus, on the other hand, Krampus probably just kills Krampus a parent. Breaking and entering. <laughs> Santa Claus, on the other hand, he he only like leaves a very faint trace. He eats your fucking cookies, so you have some crumbs left over. Krampus leaves blood. Right. Krampus leaves like tears. <laughs> and and Santa Claus, you know what he did at my house? There would be some like footprints. Krampus. No, Santa Claus. He would leave you like what happened to the third sibling? Cassell brother? What? We Tito Cassell. Gone. You don't even know you were so young. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. The third... Because you blocked it out because you've been so damaged by Krampus coming and stealing that no, bad... No, 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 no. The eldest what Cassell Sa- brother. What? Tito. 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 Tony and Tito. Tito, Tony and Matt. The... Uh, what Krampus... The Tetons. What... <laughs> Or no, what Santa Claus would do was he would leave like um, ash footprints to the cookies or to the tree or whatever. That was part of the uh, the shtick, which also like sold me on believing for probably longer than I should have. So deep into your twenties, whenever he was bringing you Dreamcast. Yeah, once once I got my Dreamcast, I was like, "Come on, mom, really? Is this you or was this Santa Claus?" See, I re- I really like the chimney nature. I, I like the chimney bit. But not everybody has it, a chimney, so right, he has to have like alternate ways to get into I think to B and E. Well right, right. but I, I really like the, the chimney bit and I like the I agree the the ashes across the floor I and agree. Going to the cookies. I and agree. I love that stuff. I agree. But and my my liquid theory supports him <laughs> still being able to do that. But Are you changing like, from because, rubber to because liquid? It, because it's well, Mr. Fantastic is liquid. Is he liquid? Yeah. I always feel like he's... He's, he's not liquid, rubber. he's yeah, rubber. He's, no, he's fluid. He's very fluid. It's the fucking elements. That's what the Fantastic Four are. Rubber. Earth, water, rock, fire, and, and water. And, and rubber, right? Er, earth, fire, <laughs> water, and air. Wait. Earth, yeah. earth, wind, and fire, right? The, yeah, like Plastic Man is rubber. 
But like, I always think of Reed Richards. I I get what you're saying, and yes, you're right. The elements. I always think of him as rubber. Yeah. See, I I I feel like he's he's liquid. But who the fuck cares? Santa Claus has the same properties, and that but the, and that allows for the chimney and the ashes because if if no, if but he's what just, happens to- if he's ah if he's just Ray Palmering his way into people's houses with his white dwarf star belt, then he's taking time out of his busy schedule to get his feet in the ashes. And what if they don't have an ash? Have a fireplace. Then he's trudging them over to the cookies. But Paul, does he also have magical abilities over the toys? Because that's what you're forgetting. You're not leaving room for the toys. Does he turn those also into Yeah, that's what I said when we started talking about this. He takes the toys with him. So the toys also have liquid abilities Yeah, Santa Claus could hold your hand and drag you liquid down the chimney. And you would have liquid properties. As long as you were holding Santa's hand, yeah. But if he didn't, Dude, like, unliquify me, you at the end... Wait a He's not ask, touching every single toy. He has a bag, does, so it's like the anything bag he that touches. he's touching, it's, touching things. And he's standing yeah. on the this floor is, of your it's house. Fucking, it's fucking magic, you assholes. It's no, no, Christmas magic. It's not magic. It's supernatural voodoo. It's, um... Yeah. Now, Paul, my question is... When have you ever seen Santa Claus actually being more of an amoebus shape? <laughs> we, and- we haven't because we're not supposed to know these things. <laughs> and, and up until recently, but we, but we here at Mixos, digital effects weren't good enough to make this happen. Right, okay, so we here at Mixos, we have figured it out. We've cracked the code. The Santa code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Santa's fucking liquid. That's why. That's why when he laughs, it's like a bowl full of jelly. No, no, it's like a waterbed. Is jelly water or is jelly like fifty percent water and fifty percent some other bullshit? (laughs) Fifty percent other bullshit. See, I think that uh, what what Santa does is he like gets in the chimney or in the fireplace, and then he basically does his magic shtick where he just kind of like vanishes like up the up the chimney with you know uh leaving some like pixie dust behind that's what that's what i think he does now there are other there are other supernatural elements to santa claus um i like it right i i I like the 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 pixie dust nature of it but I don't. I, I want something. I want something. I, I, something more. Something bigger. You're looking for something a little less magical, right? I, not not specifically. No. You're looking for superpowers. See, mine's more of a magical like type of thing. Yours is more like but he magic, could be a superhero. Magic is a superpower. Well, yeah, I realize that, but like you're you're Mister Fantasticing Santa Claus. Well, I guess I'm nightcrawlering Santa Claus. So, uh, but anyway, there are other there are other elements to Santa Claus that maybe defy the laws of the real world. Um, how about the fact that his reindeer can fly? Is that <clears throat> is that an attribute of Santa Claus imparting it to the reindeer, or do the reindeer fly on their own? I think the reindeer fly on their own because if they didn't. Why wouldn't Santa Claus just fly himself? 
That's a good question, Matt. Tell, are, us, well, tell us why that happens. Where does he get these magical reindeer with the ability of flight? At are the, they immortal? At the North Pole, of course. Do Are they the same reindeer all the time? I mean, I know that Rudolph joined the game. They all have names. Point, right? So, but... but Richard like a, and Donner and Blitzen. Richard Donner? <laughs> I think he... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he did something different than pilot Santa's sleigh, but, you know. Yeah. So, are they the same? Do we believe that they're the same reindeer every year? Do they get yeah, switched out? Yeah, of course. Out? And, of and are course. those code names for the reindeer? Does he and, just get another reindeer and name it, like, Blitzen, right? Yeah, and it's really just Blitzen the, Bl- the Blitzen fifth. Blitzen the fifth. <laughs> uh, it, Was that a football thing? No. No. It's a, me and Sharply are on the same page. Um, I, I'd like to think that it's the same reindeer, much like it's the same Santa Claus, but you might be onto something there, Sharply. I would think that the lifespan of a, of a North Pole reindeer is, is shorter than that of Santa Claus. Now, does Santa Claus, Santa Claus is immortal. Is it, can we agree on that? I feel like he would be immortal. I feel like it's the same Santa Claus that we saw in the Coke ads in the 30s that we have now today bringing us PlayStation. Yeah, as entertaining as the Tim Allen the Santa Claus movies are, I feel like Santa Claus is immortal. Did you guys see Arthur Claus? Arthur Claus, no. No. It was an animated joint. It was about uh, the Santa Claus family and uh, one of the members of the Santa Claus family, his name was Arthur Claus. He was never going to be the next Santa Claus. His much more capable older brother was going to be the next Santa Claus. But one particular year, he basically had to go and save Christmas as Arthur Claus. Hmm. It's actually quite good. Like Fred Claus. Yeah, but this was actually good. Sorry, Vince Vaughn. I disagree. I loved Fred Claus. I don't think I ever saw Fred Claus. You would love Fred Claus. Vince Vaughn Vaughn. and uh, Giamatti? Paul Giamatti, yeah. And Kevin Spacey. Now, Paul... um, I, I just I don't I don't jive with you when it comes to your taste in uh, holiday movies, and Fred Claus is no exception. And that's okay. So, yeah. Getting back to whether or not the reindeer have the power of flight, if th- how fast would they have to be going to be able to carry Santa Claus and all of the presents for all the children they don't have to go that fast remember we've established that time travels with but yeah but you you keep saying that but what does that mean does he stop time does time like is that what it is he stops time i would i think it's probably a mixture of time kind of you go ahead i I, it's not like i was speaking paul it's self-explanatory i don't feel like it is with santa if like if i'm santa and i'm over here it 11.14 and it takes me three minutes to go upstairs it's still 11.14 when I get upstairs because time travels with me that's it's, stopping time it's fucking so, so that's stopping time no then. I'm not stopping time time travels with me Matt back me up well I would but I'm afraid I might get interrupted alright sensitive Sally we'll turn our mics off until you're done well it just happens maybe to all of us, all the time. See what just happened just now? <laughs> so, 
my interpretation of it traveling with him is probably a mixture of uh, basically time stoppage and him actually doing things almost within, if I had to scientifically explain it, like almost like within another dimension where like things are moving at a certain speed that in reality is happening much, much faster. So he is part of the... Part of the, the Justice time, League, the time force. He can <laughs> speed he can, force. He's he's part of the speed force. Like that, that his uh, outfit pops out of a ring. Is that See, what we're I saying? Don't, I don't, I don't like the flash nature of Santa Claus. He's okay with the Mister Fantastic what, nature, what, but the flash nature is unacceptable. I like what you're like. Hey, well, don't make the rules, asshole. When you're saying <laughs> oh, like, okay. well, time travels with him. So whenever he like, if he comes downstairs and then goes upstairs, it's eleven fourteen. Well, yeah, like, doesn't that kind of happen to all? Like, time travels with me, too. It's always the fucking same time when I'm looking. It's 1116 right now. Time's traveling with me. No. By what you just said. No, the, the, the current time is traveling with Santa Claus. Like, at some point, it's going to be 1116 for you. Right, but... It's only going to be 1116 are- for Santa when he wants it to be 1116. I feel like that's and I don't, stopping time. And I don't buy into like him just doing things super fast. He doesn't have super speed. Like I feel that he probably like just pops through dimensions in order so to he has to get to the where ability to pop through portals in time. Is that right? I think so. I think that's more more likely because than we're dealing him just going at super speed. I think it's it's kind of a it's not that he's going so fast. I just think that like time is is bent to like just make things happen that um like because I, I would think that in our time if he had to go and deliver toys to every child on earth that's gonna take him a really long time and he's probably gonna get bored of it and really dread next Christmas Eve he's gonna be like, oh my god or, he's, or no, is no, Santa no. Claus in a constant time loop <clears throat> where he's forever trapped Delivering, and delivering toys, so in, 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 infinitely. So Santa's infinity. Santa's in hell. He's Santa. <laughs> That's is, the supernatural aspect of Christmas, right Santa there. Santa is in Krampus's hell. prisoner in time. He lost the battle with Krampus, and now he's stuck in a time loop. No, see, I wait. What do you mean, no? I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that. The, yeah, like time goes with, time goes with Santa. Like like Matt said, time bends around him so that, however long it takes Santa, on Santa's terms, to fire up the fucking reindeer, get out of the garage, deliver all these presents, and get back home. He's always gonna get back home at dusk or at dawn. Like it's always gonna take him from dusk till dawn. To get this done. Right. But he's always going to get home at dawn. Like, time bends for Santa Right, but, Because but Santa... For, even for Santa... This immortal being, he's such a huge, does, a huge immortal... Can I... God. Let me ask something. This is what happens. Let me ask this, though. And and I don't know the answer to this one. Because I have okay, the answer to everything else, right? This one, though, does it feel like it takes an eternity for him to actually accomplish this feat? Or does it still go relatively quick for him? 
Like, does it does it feel like it has taken him? I don't think ten it, years. It, it, I think it, it. Yeah, it probably takes him ten years. But to Santa Claus, he just fucking loves this. He lives for this. This is his. This is his Christmas, like, if you he will. Fucking yeah, this is his Christmas. <laughs> he loves this. So I don't think it take. I don't think to Santa it feels like. He's been in hell for an eternity. I think he just fucking. I think that's the more plausible this answer. Up. But he just fucking loves this. What well, clearly has Santa's time bending abilities and the strain that physically delivering presents to just say I don't know Pittsburgh in one night. It doesn't have the toll on his body because he's a fat dude all the time. So he also he. He has to have some other way of bending reality in order to maintain his girth, I feel. I feel like, um, again, it's it's like a mixture. I think he has to do it at some kind of sonic speed because um, it just seems to me like even in Santa time, in, in in the time that he is experiencing, him doing something, that, let's say it takes 10 years, just seems kind of nuts to me. Like, I like the idea that it still happens in a night, whether that feels longer or not, okay, but like not 10 years longer. Santa Claus, here here's the answer that you guys have been searching for. Oh, thanks. Ian. Santa Claus splits himself into millions of different... Santa Claus's you, you're a fucking madman that, mad that man. fracture into different realities deliver presents all simultaneously and it takes him an hour because there were not not millions billions of Santa Claus Santa Clauses no because he he Sa- loves Santa this so Cly. much that would take Santa Claus that would take the pleasure away from Santa Claus doling out all the time and energy to these Santa Claus. It's all one. It's all one. It's all the one. They come back to become Santa Claus, but they split into. He has all the memories and all the experiences of going to each and every little boy and little girl's house and delivering and eating all the, all the cookies and yeah. But Santa Claus has like infinite stomachs, so eating all those cookies doesn't matter. Right, but he he's maintaining he's splitting himself into billions of different Santa Claus, so he can. He's That's still ex- fucking insane. He's still. That's the craziest thing. Oh, I'm sorry. That's been said tonight. How else is he going to deliver how all do you, these? How do you spell Santa Claus? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I don't know. C L A I. Santa. Yeah. Okay. It's Check a new it. word. We can do whatever we want to it, but I like that. Not only. Can he is he a master of time? Because he's still even with billions of Santa Claus, he's still going to have to slow time down a little bit. He's still going to have to fly to different locations. Now, can you imagine the North Pole? That's what the Northern Lights really are. It's just a a barrage of Santa Claus flying out in at at, at great speeds. Now, do they have to be Santa Claus, or can they actually be? The elves themselves that actually well, that's do bullshit. This. I mean, do you want the elves to deliver the presents to you, man? I don't want some bullshit Santa Claus imposter either. It's not an imposter. <clears throat> They're all Santa Claus. They just happen to fracture. It's all the same being. He just fractures himself so that he can complete the job. No, that's, it's like fucking. That's it's like fucking multiple man. It's like yeah, there's yeah, only you're right. but there's only right. one. 
There's only one but whenever original they come, article. When, so uh, Santa, the Santa is only hitting a certain number of houses. And those are the chosen. And then, but all the fucking, the fucking other Santa Cly, no, they just fucking turn to sand and disappear the when they go back into the fucking suit. I like to think of it more, it's like, it's you more like. You can't possibly it's more like, like this theory. It's more like the board if, if, if where they all. Told, no, if your parents told you this nonsense when you were a kid, you'd be fucking pissed. And you're, you'd be fucking sweating it all season like, am I getting the real Santa Claus or one of those fucking duplicates? No, no, it's Santa Claus splitting his essence into billions and billions of particles. I hate this theory. I, yeah, I fucking hate this theory. I'm, I don't want to hear about Santa Claus's essence anymore. Yeah, what is this? The dark crystal? What do they drain it into a juice cup? No, 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 no. It's it's one Santa That's Claus. He just splits does. off. Yeah, he right. Just splits off. Uh, okay, so I, I want to talk about the elves. The elves are the only thing in Christmas outside of Krampus that's like a totally made up species. I mean, like we have reindeer, we have fat men, but the elves are like little elves. We have pointy ears, right? Little people, right? Yeah, but these aren't midgets. These are elves. These are, these are different creatures altogether. They have a different physiology, a different DNA than a midget. How, (laughs) how do you know that? Because they're fucking elves. <laughs> okay, that's settled then. No, what's different about They're not this? fucking Oompa Loompas. They have, they're elves. They have pointy ears. Right, right. I mean, like, what's different about them? They I mean, have What's pointy the difference ears. between them and Oompa Loompas besides uh, hair color and skin color and the innate ability to make awesome songs? They're completely proportionate with pointy ears, and they're tiny. They're like as tall as that Miller Lite bottle. I always thought they had larger heads, but not awkwardly like... Those are midgets. I know, but they don't have the waddle they when they walk. I too, right? They, I thought they did. Like, think of the elves in um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right? Yeah, all right. right. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm on board. They basically look oh, like okay. Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Holy shit, is he an elf? But they also have pointy did, ears sharply. Did Bill Watterson know something we don't? I don't know. I think he knew a lot that we don't. That's not a far stretch. We're idiots. That is true. So anyway, Ian, they had pointy ears. That right there uh, makes them a different species, right? They're I not mean, Vulcans. I guess. They're elves. Or or are they not? I mean... Do they have pointy ears? Right, they do. They, do. Okay, wait, wait. they could be completely logical beings. We don't know. Do, right, but they're not beings that we're familiar with here in North America. Right. Well, what do they do? What else do they do? Well, like, what are elves like powers? Well, they're they're exceptional toy makers, and I'm not just talking about. Too. I'm right. I'm talking silicon chips, and graphics cards, and CD burning. Um, Although, what do kids get now? What, they get, like, digital download codes from the elves? I they, feel like they, they get print, gift cards, yeah. They print that shit themselves, like... Lots of 3D printers in the I North guess Pole. So. I would imagine, see, maybe that's why we're ha- having all this global warming, because the North Pole is the largest producer of electronics on the face of the planet. You have to stand- Unregulated, completely unregulated. Right. Who do they answer to? No one, clearly. So... Yeah, they're exceptional toy makers. 
Uh, they make them fast. They make them. They make them almost as good as the ones you get in the store. Maybe even better. I feel like that would mean that elves are their 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 intelligence is beyond anything that we know, right? Absolutely. Because they can learn quickly. They can learn how to make. Well, something I think I think what instantly. they do. I think what they do. I don't think they have a lot of originals. Honestly, like maybe your your wooden horse or your wooden wagon. Okay, but everything else is essentially counterfeit. They they copy what we do down here in the real world, and they copy it per- right. They copy it perfectly to the point where no one can even tell that it was made in the North Pole. It's basically counterfeit. You know, the packaging looks the same. The materials on the inside is the same. Paul. <sighs> yeah. I guess like I, I want to <clears throat> I want a way that this isn't counterfeit but that would involve the well, that, un, the unrealistic expectation of elves making all of the PlayStation. Well, that if year it's not, out. if right. it's not counterfeit then they also could be masters of finance and masters of bargaining, setting deals, trading so that they can import all these things now. What if it's not so much a matter of the elves creating the actual piece after piece, but the elves develop the technology and impart uh, it magically to a Steve Jobs? That just seems far fetched. As far fetched as ridiculous. Santa Claus. <laughs> totally plausible. I didn't support that theory either. <laughs> Definitely, that was the, the dumbest theory. Definitely the best theory out there. But no, as that's to how every little boy and girl gets to have Santa Claus visit them. You're lucky, but he doesn't. He doesn't in that case. He gets fucking Santa ripoff, and you're it's lucky not a you still have. A, I didn't say it was. A you're duplicate. Like, I know what it's you're saying. Splitting himself. Yeah, say it as much as you want. You're lucky you still have a seat on this podcast. This After is the that most, silliness. This is the greatest We're having theory a real conversation here, and you're bringing fucking Santa Claus to the table. I'm having a real conversation too. All right, supernatural asshole. <laughs> All I just I, I I'm just trying to brainstorm a way that the elves are not making knockoff Nintendos. Right, and that I was they're giving involved. You, I was giving you a way too that no, they were purchasing Santa. them. No, come on, they're making. Oh, them. I'm sorry. They're making them, but they're so. Skilled, they're making them exactly the same way. Right, their shit it, is just as good as the because, Japanese because they are <laughs> because the the elves are the most intelligent beings on Earth. Eureka are the Japanese elves. Do you ever think about that? Short, big typically. boobs. Typically, what? 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 Big boobs. What are big you fucking boobs? talking about? Japanese girls have big boobs. No, they, they don't, buddy. No, Chinese girls are flat. Japanese big boobs. All right. Come I on, will, son. Anyway. Like, you will, haven't done the research I have. I will do some research after this episode. You maybe, should know. Shouldn't maybe you? during. Yeah, you should know. Why should I know? Because you're Admiral Asian over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No retort, so we're down on Santa Clay, <laughs> Admiral Asian. What's next? 
What's our next? Does he? Is there a Mrs. Claus, and is she immortal like Santa Claus? Well, she would have to be unless we're gonna have Santa Claus changing out his. Does fucking Santa Claus have a side piece all the time? Sex drive. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Does he Santa have Claus a, just have a row of mistresses is, throughout the? Uh, is Mrs. Claus just? Is she just around for companionship? Are the elves not enough? Does uh, does a uh, are the elves not enough? Wait, 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 does wait, wait, a godly the elves asshole? Is that what you're saying? My what? point is, he's such he's such a godly being that he may not even have those carnal desires. He's above putting his dick in something. Is he does a he have being? a dick? We don't know. He's a pretty slothful guy since he slothful. Is, He's a fucking giant fat guy. He's jolly. Right? He's yeah, not slothful. He's he, jolly. He travels he harder than the all of world. us. Yeah, right. He works way harder right, than us. Right, because he bends fucking time and dimensions like we just said. So what still. does he do the rest and of And he doesn't guys? build the fucking toys, assholes. And we just still that, too. So wait, Of course he has carnal desires because he still desires chocolate chip cookies. Of course he's going to still want... Those elves need a foreman. It's not Santa Claus. They probably there's have like one. a head elf, right? Yeah, there's a head elf. There's probably several yeah, head elves depending on Santa, which it's Santa workshop you're in. Runs the head elf. It's Santa head elf elves. Notice who I didn't include in that hierarchy. Santa Claus. Mrs. Claus. Well, Santa Claus, are you're missing the point. You're not understanding what I was saying with Santa Claus. No, we so do. That's fine. We totally no, understand you, you don't the point. Understand. No, but, we uh, we do. No. I totally understand. But Santa Claus, Santa Claus is part of the greater Santa Claus. I, yeah, I, I get you it. Don't get I totally it. Though. Un- no, you don't I do. Get it. I get it. I just don't like. So it. where's Mrs. Claus in all this? If you're saying that Santa Claus doesn't have carnal desires, doesn't have base desires needs wants yeah like i don't think like santa like mrs claus is santa's slam piece i think she's there for genuine companionship like the elves come from a totally different mental space even the head elf like the elves santa can't just like back and labor, chill man. with those elves yeah they're fucking all business they're fucking Go, go, go. So Mrs. Claus is just there to be like, oh, you go, Santa Claus. She's there to help out. Just to Are the elves immortal? Santa's job a little more, a little easier. I don't think so. So what does she do then? Give her a job then. She's moral support. She's the, she's the foundation that Santa Claus is built upon. I mean, That's she probably has similar responsibilities as like the first lady, that kind of thing. Education of the elves. Ian, Ian yes. you, you seem to be going pretty hard uh, anti Mrs. Claus. No, so I'm tell pro, me what, no, tell I'm me pro what Mrs. Think. Claus. What I'm you think Mrs. Mrs. Claus's job is, if it's like, just not for you know, structural support of what Santa is. I, the structural support, you said moral support. I think I, I both, agree. Yeah, with, yeah both. I, which, which is it, structural or moral? It's both. Like I mean, like this, the structure of who Santa Claus is as a person like these are big responsibilities heaped upon one person I like how like she keeps that. that was interesting this isn't fucking skating this is what I meant the whole time like you know she helps Santa Claus be Santa Claus I feel like Mrs. Claus she has to have a purpose she has to map out his roots she has to get the supply chain going to figure out because they have to have 
if if the elves are making things, right, they have to have raw materials. Who's getting all that together? If if you've got the main the elf. elf, if the head elf has to keep all the elves in line to make sure that they're actually doing the jobs, I feel like Mrs. Claus is probably more important how, than just moral support. That's how nonsense. Dare you? How dare degrade I give Mrs. Give, Claus give to Mrs. Claus a fucking labor. job? Yeah, is, is she it doesn't need a fucking job to have her at the top of the chain. She is, she is at the top of the chain, but Mrs. Claus does what she wants. Rubbing Santa Claus's back? How dare you, sir? And his feet. <laughs> yeah, and his feet. She brings him fucking milk and cookies. Like she's she supports the emotional system. He gets milk and cookies on Santa the road. Claus. He needs somebody to fucking tell him where he needs to be and get all the boxes to the fucking North Pole. That's what the fucking elves do because the elves are all work and all business. The elves don't need a lot of, you know, up middle management when, telling them what to do and where to go. The elves have this shit on lockdown. They can build how, a how PlayStation many, with their eyes closed. How many elves do we have up in the North Pole? How oh big is God. the North Pole? Is it Pro the whole North Pole? There's probably a million elves. None of us know how big the North Pole is. Maybe That's more, true. maybe more than a million. There's a lot of elves, uh, probably most of which have never even met Santa Claus. I no. agree. I you agree. think they've all met him? Yes. See, I don't know about that. Think about it. Think about how many elves are needed to make toys for all those kids. I feel like they are so efficient. I don't think it's as many as you think. Okay. All right. How fair. long is the now, building season in your fictional fucking I think land of I think the North it's Pole, 365 Paul. days a year. Maybe they take a week off after Christmas. All I said was, and they hate that week because they're all about work. They're just mentally wired to just love it. They fucking stroke themselves to building toys for kids elf slave <laughs> that's hope, what they do for that I hope week they don't, i hope they don't get any ejaculate on those all that toys. fucking okay. excitement <laughs> built up through 360 whatever days that one week they just fucking it's fucking come fiesta in uh, the north pole that's when santa claus dips to fucking maui that's where we get all those fucking so greedy cards another with santa claus and flip-flops and trunks on the beach Another responsibility of Mrs. Claus, which, by the way, why is she not granted a name? It's just Miss, Mrs. Claus, right? Like, I want to say it's Martha, but... Well, maybe... Well, I mean, in, in Paul McGinty's world, she's just rubbing backs and handing out fucking warm milk. It's well, emotional support, I think asshole. she does... That, those are some aspects. Those are some aspects of what she does. Is Santa his first name I, or I is Santa he, a title? Is it like name. Santa Moth Claus? No, it's it. Santa's his name, so, um, uh, <laughs> what is it? Santa's Santa. his name. Santa's his like name. Mister Santa Claus. Correct. Ooh, now, uh, look, I don't well, think she's Mrs. Santa I don't Claus. think. I don't think Mrs. Claus has like a day job or what anything. Was her name? She doesn't go and like work the, you know, perfume counter at Macy's. Oh no. You know why? Because she's down in the fucking gutter making sure all the fucking shipping invoices come in on time. Right. I think she does not a lot in the of gutter. Not in the gutter. She right. has her own office. Matt, are you she kidding? has her own space. She has to she, be a part of the organization. She's part yeah, she's part of the thing that make makes the whole process run. Look, this is a really big mom and pop shop kind of thing. Like shit has to get done. Santa can't do it all. He's kind of like over above. Like I'm he's fucking, above most. I'm of sorry that. that you don't like a woman having some support in this grand. Now, with that said, scheme. I do think that she 
she takes care of Santa. Well, she rubs probably blows his back. <laughs> that too. I don't think she's just she's just moral and emotional support for Santa. I think like she's the heart of the whole operation. Like you know, like the elves light up when she comes in the room. The head elf lights up. Like she makes everything a smooth, enjoyable working environment. Right, because she's fucking in the dirt with all the elves and Santa Claus making shit happen. (laughs) I hate your guts so fucking bad. I hate your guts more now than I did for those fucking Purge episodes. I saw Because at least those, I knew you were just honestly misguided. But now you're purposefully trying to make me mad. Well, mission accomplished, asshole. Well, (laughs) you're wrong, as usual, because I was trying to make you mad last time, too, dickhead. No, you can't feign that kind of passion. I'm sorry that you don't like that Mrs. Claus has a gigantic role in the... Now in our current political climate, how much closer to the purge do you think we're going to get? Oh, we're going to get super close. So are there any other uh, aspects of Santa Claus that we want to discuss tonight? Are there any other um, Christmas... Like, so Santa Claus, fucking magical being, right? What what other kind of, like... Well, there's angels and right, yeah, shit the, like that. That's pretty supernatural, though, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. What are fucking angels rolls well, over Oh, Christmas? shit. Fucking Frosty, right? Frosty hey, the um, snowman. Snow that... It's a magical given hat, the gift though. of life. I, I mean, the- it's a supernatural hat that he wore that made him come to life. <laughs> yeah, it fucking gives life to inanimate objects. That's not magical. That's fucking scary. What did... So, I forget. I haven't watched Frosty in a while. Like, what did he do for the kids? Like, so they put the... Played built, with them? He pl- played with them. Did he do it? Did he teach them any lessons or anything? Like... I don't know. How to cross the street or something? something. I don't know. I forget. We're going to have to watch Frosty. Now, I'm pretty sure. Now, Paul. He just played with them. Did he? Paul, what's the lyric in Frosty the Snowman? There must have been some supernatural element in that old. There must have been some voodoo in that (laughs) old. What kind of hat was it? I forget. Old straw hat. But it wasn't a straw hat. Is it. And that that is a fucking word. top hat. Top hat. Was it yeah. in that old top hat they found? Um, is that? Yeah. I don't think that's. No, the I don't think lyrics. those are the lyrics. But that's what. That's how it's but always that's portrayed. What it was. Why can't we un- remember Frosty the Snowman? I haven't sung it in a while, so I don't know. <laughs> you you don't go caroling uh, every every holiday. That should be Ian? a exhaust thing. Um. So so the top hat was magic, and it brought Frosty to life, but. Should that hat have brought other things to it life? It sounds like we need a prequel about, about the where hat. the hat came from. Right? Some yeah. old fucking magician or something like that. And why And why was the hat spent by the time it got to Frosty? Because the lyrics say, there must have been some magic left. Is that how it goes? It was there that. It was, no, no, no. Left. It says, uh, there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Mm, silk hat. Silk hat. And not left, just in. Right. Right. But, and then he began to dance around. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. But then he melted, right? But then he said he'll be back someday, right? 
Yeah. Is that right? But, I mean, at, at that point, wasn't that just Frosty's he, wishful thinking? Because the, or is that he Frosty? wasn't the magic. The hat was the magic. No. And he was like, oh, or, fuck, I'm alive. But he had no idea that he was dead forever. See, no, that. no, this is where you're wrong, because it's not the snow and the water that was Frosty. It was Frosty's essence in the hat. So Frosty will be back because his spirit is in the hat. So whatever snowman... You place it on next year whenever it snows, it'll be the same Frosty because he's trapped in that hat. <laughs> this is Frosty's personal hell to come back year after year. Well, no, he's just, I don't feel like it's hell. I feel yeah, like it's, it's like fucking Santa Claus having to relive <laughs> delivering toys to kids all the time. We're back to supernatural, see? No, I don't. Well, yes, I agree <laughs> with that. But no, I don't. That'll do it for us tonight, kids. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think he's in hell, right? I think that his spirit is trapped in that hat, and he'll be back to play with the kids next year. Yeah, but I mean, but I guess I feel like there's still so much we don't know about the hat. I think that there is Frosty is, like just the echo of a real person. Right. Probably. No. Is is, is Frosty's I, no. hat a Horcrux? No, I think I think Frosty is his own person that uh, was essentially granted life once the magic of the hat took effect. Um, you know, kind of like uh, Pinocchio was his own person and and took life once the fairy godmother came down and granted it to him. But that's a fairy godmother giving a particular object life right right? but this is a hat giving an object life but how does the hat do it well there's magic in the hat there's just something within it that makes it happen it's the perfect that's so arbitrary Matt I I can't (laughs) I'm sorry it's not technical enough for you Uh, but uh, anyway that's my that's my take on it Um, but you know what listeners we're gonna leave it up to you to decide if it fell on a pile of leaves if the pile of leaves had already been molded Frosty into an anime, like some kind of lifelike kind of sculpture, then yes, it would probably take on like some kind of life. Crunchy, the leaf man? Yes, crunchy. <laughs> How yeah. goddamn horrific would that be, Matt? It would be very supernatural. And with that, I think we're going to wrap it up here, folks. Paul, why don't you send us off? I think that's as good a place to leave off as any. That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time. <laughs>